Derek Zemrak, the box officer. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. It must be Friday because it's the only day of the week I know because Mel calls me, right? <laughs> it's like Friday. I'll be over so. here doing my little weekend <laughs> dance when you tell us, what are you reviewing this week? Yes, I'm doing Power of the Dog, which was in my top 10 films that we talked about last uh, <laughs> last week. And this is from director Jane Campion. This is an, an amazing film. It's a film that you need to watch more than once. Now, Jane has had an amazing career. She won an Oscar in 1994 for The Piano. We may remember that oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, she directed it, she wrote it, and she won the Oscar for Best uh, Writing uh, for Screenplay. So, very talented. She doesn't do a lot of directing feature films. She's done a lot of short films over the years, but when she does, she makes it right. And this one is fantastic. Benjamin Cumberbatch plays this rancher in uh, the early years, and he he's a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) And Kirsten Dunst is married to his brother in the movie, and it's he torments her, and he Determines her step her son, who's actually is, would be his, I guess his ne- his nephew, right? Yeah. <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> and uh, so in that case, he torments him because he's kind of feminine and, you know, mm. possibly be gay and just torments oh. him. And both of them fear him and they do not want to be around him. And it's just, it takes place, obviously, uh, on a ranch in the West. And it seems like it's going to be like a cowboy movie, you know, like mm-hmm. a romance. And then it just goes and it's like, where is this going? What is going on? Uh, and then at the end, you're just like, okay, let's rewind this and try to figure out exactly what clues they laid down in this movie through the whole thing. It's phenomenal. It's a great film. I truly enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I'm into the cinematography, which is fantastic to see, you know, a Western being shot. But to be a thriller, now, they publicizing this thing as a drama romance Western is what they're saying. Okay. But to me, it was actually a psychological thriller Ooh. based in a Western that had very little romance in it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not in the marketing department. I'm only in the, the review stage. But it, the torment that he takes on with this this boy is just heart-wrenching. And you have to really watch this again, like I said. Okay. Because there is lines in there where the, the son actually says, you know, she's my mother and I need to protect her. Now, that's a very important line Ooh. in this movie as you realize the ending of the movie of what actually has occurred. And there's all these, you know, I think they call them Easter eggs or whatever they yeah. call them, you know, that, that plants the seed. And this movie goes from one way all the way to another thing. And to make that arch of a movie, it has to be compelling. It is actually, it's a little over two hours, two hours and six minutes. Some people are going to find it a little bit slow, but I think that created the tension between mm. Benjamin Cumberbatch's character and Kirsten Dunst's character, because it was like every time it was kind of silent and you just saw the eyes and you saw her reaction and how she would just escape and go into a drinking stage or, you know, whatever she had to do to escape from him. And it was his performance is amazing. I mean, he just won the Golden Globe for it. He just got nominated for a SAG Award. He will be nominated for an Oscar for the role. It's it's a powerful film, and it's one that I can say it is good that it's on Netflix because you can watch it again when it's fresh in your mind to see what's actually going on because (laughs) it is one worth and, you know, I'd give this one, you know, four slates out of five, uh, just like my other ones in the, the top ten. I yep. got some four, four point two fives, but this one I thought is definitely worth uh, a rewatch of a movie. You know, That's sometimes it's awesome. like, okay, that was yeah, that was great, but you know what? I'm not going to watch it again, and I do 
think it's definitely well worth watching it because you got to watch it a second time to actually pick up all the clues and what's really happened. Now, I'm going to sound super egotistical when I say this, and I have no way of proving this, but I'm pretty damn good at figuring out movies. Uh-huh. And the fact that you said you don't know is a big draw for me because I feel <laughs> yeah. like I know exactly where they're going. Even sometimes if I haven't seen the trailer, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to end this way. And most of the time I'm right. <laughs> Yeah. So it'll well, be cool th- to watch The Power of the Dog. Yeah, this one is buried there, and you, you got to really concentrate and, uh, you know, you know, watch it and let me know. Now, okay. Benjamin Cumberbatch, you know, is, is a big buzz for the Oscars. You know, he's been nominated once. He's never won. So this this could be. I mean, this year's going to be a tough category in the male actors and also the, the female categories. So, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Good. By the way, I watched The Tender Bar, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I was glad you uh-huh. kind of told, gave me a, you know, a preview of what to expect. <laughs> but I really thought it was a great movie and then I also watched Land which is Robin Wright's directorial debut and okay. it's crazy good. It's slow because it's a woman who's experienced a terrible loss and she goes out in the Wyoming wilderness and lives in this terrible beat up cabin and literally learns to live off of the land and it's really interesting so I recommend Land, land if you haven't seen that one. Yeah yet. I haven't seen it. I do have a screener of it. I just haven't had a chance get through all these movies that I exactly. have to be able to, to review them. So thank you, Mel, for the input. And, you know, I will put that one onto my higher list for Good. sure. So we have had yeah. just a terrible year. They say that deaths come in threes when it comes to celebrities. And I think that that yeah. is pretty much out the window now as we've lost a plethora <laughs> of Hollywood legends. Tell us about your feelings of these people yeah. passing. Well, yeah, actually, you know, this past week we actually had four that all made, you know, their impact on, uh, you know, various uh, entertainment categories here. But first one, obviously, it's Sidney Poitier, you know, who passed away. First African-American to ever win an Oscar uh, Best Actor uh, category in in 1964. A gentleman, a statesman, you know, just, Mm. um, you know, guess who's coming to dinner with Mm. a fantastic movie, the defiant ones. I mean, in the heat of the night, the lilies of the field, which he won the Academy Award. And just a gentleman, you know, I mean, he won the Oscar, he got a, you know, an honorary Oscar also, and he also got an honorary Golden Globe for Lifetime Achievement. And one time I did have an encounter with uh, Sidney Poitier, and just to show you how gracious he was, he actually, we were honoring Tony Curtis, who he co-starred with in Defined Ones in 1958, and uh, we were honoring Tony Curtis at the California Independent Film Festival, mm-hmm. and we contacted Sidney's office, and he said, absolutely, you know, bring down somebody to film me, and I will do a congratulatory, you know, message to Tony Curtis and he was the nicest guy just you know, just a gentleman. And, you know, the roads that he opened for the African-American community was just absolutely amazing. And, and he really, really, you know, was true to heart at what he did and, you know, quite a loss in, in the in the community as a whole for everybody. So yeah. just if we could all learn from Sidney Forty and the graciousness that he had and the love that he showed to everybody, didn't matter, you know, what race you were mm. and how he believed and how he, you know, conducted himself among the people. It was just a great, 
great gentleman. So, oh. so yeah. Rest in yeah. peace, Sidney Poitier. Yeah. What we a guy. All, yeah. We also uh, lost uh, Dwayne Hickman. I don't know if you remember him, but he had a huge impact on television, uh, being the, the uh, Dobie Gillis, the many lives of Dobie Gillis. Yeah. Uh, he was the star of that. And he actually died. His co-star was actually Bob Demper, who went on to be Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. And oh. he actually, he Gilligan's first series was, uh, you know, the many lives of Dobie Gillis with Dwayne Hickman. And Dwayne actually died on uh, Bob Denver's actual birth date. So uh, that was quite a coincidence. But the thing is, is like with Dwayne Hickman, um, you know, he went on to do many things as an executive of CBS. Okay. And he worked on and and created, uh, you know, screenplays and writing and development of such TV shows as Maud. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. He, He just, he did so many things you know, with CBS to get things going. And most people do know him, you know, strictly from the Dobie Gillis show, but he, he brought us so many things as, you know, a CBS executive of great TV shows that he directed and also wrote for. So, I mean, he had, you know, a powerful career, you know, not only as Dobie Gillis. And the interesting thing with him is he actually, his, one of his first TV um, movie roles was actually The Grapes of Wrath with um, Henry Fonda. Oh! Yeah, he played one of the children in the film, <laughs> and he got paid $21. Ooh, Moneybags! <laughs> Mr. Moneybags! <laughs> yeah. Known as Dobie Gillis, but, you know, he did so much more as an executive for for CBS that a lot of people didn't know about. So, yeah. Also, speaking of dads, uh, we also lost uh, Bob Saget from Full House, uh, (sighs) you know, who was also in uh, America's Funniest Videos for many years hosting, you know, died in a hotel in uh, Florida of an apparent heart attack uh, at 65 years old. Now, everybody knows him from Full House and from America's Funniest Videos, but he also was accomplished stand-up comedian mm-hmm. and the thing was he was not the clean wholesome no! person that you thought he was nothing like danny tanner <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is a lot of people who would go to his comedy be oh i'm gonna go see danny tanner <laughs> you know and it's like you know the first thing out of his mouth and people are like oh, oh okay oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's such a shock. You know, I mean, I get it closer to 60. You know, it's like you don't want to be in that category. It's like of somebody who's dying that early on and uh, such a shock, you know, married, you know, Mm -hmm. talked to his wife just a few hours before he went to sleep and never woke up. And, you know, and uh, was there on, you know, starting a a comedy um, circuit, you know, throughout the country and uh, came to a screeching halt. So, you know, rest in peace. And he was a guy who they say was just so nice. I never met him. I did meet Dwayne Hickman several times. I interviewed him before. Uh, But Bob Saget, I never met. But everyone who has met him said he's just the kindest and gentlest person. You know, and it goes to show you, you know, some comedians are actors. You know, they can turn it on and turn it off. And that's exactly what he did. And, you know, rest in peace. And he was so loving, too. It's like, that's what I'd love to hear the tributes of, is he may have been raunchy or controversial. Controversial, depending on your level 
love what you can take uh, for his uh, stand-up, but the loving aspect of what he played in the role of Danny Tanner, that really was Bob Saget. He loved his friends. He was very vocal about how much he loved people and how important they were in his life. So to see some of his friends, like I just watched a video on Instagram of John Mayer that came um, and got his car out of LAX and were driving it back to his home, and they were just talking about, you know, how everyone knew that Bob Saget loved you and he just had a way of making everyone feel like they were special and his best friend. So my heart goes out to anybody who really was close to Bob. It is very sad he's gone at just 65. Yeah, and that's a special, you know, trait to have, that when people can really, truly connect with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. similar to Sidney Poitier, where everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, it's like just genuinely nice and um, lost two definite icons in that that world. So uh, the fourth one we want to talk about is Peter Bogdanovich, the director, uh, The Last Picture Show, Paper Moon, nominated for two uh, Oscars in his career. Just a phenomenal director and actor too Mm -hmm. and he just had a way of his movies that just was above anybody else and his detail to the shots um, the last picture show was just an, an amazing film you know and one thing with Peter Bogdanovich when he did the last picture show in 1971 this was a, a really a maverick move on his part because he shot it in black and white mm. now this is when people were not doing black and white anymore you had to go to color you know yeah. you don't do a picture and it was nominated for several Oscars at the time just a phenomenal film and uh, Ellen Burst who's you know starred in the film uh, with him you know said that he was actually just an, an amazing person and a filmmaker who was new film better than anybody it's a, quite a, a tribute for him and you know nominated for two Oscars never won and that's you know a surprising thing because of his talents and it's um, you know paper moon was great and you might remember him as acting you know because he also acted also in the sopranos I mean he was oh. in you know Several episodes of The Sopranos did 14, and he was just so good. And one time, um, my encounter with Peter was actually in Burbank Airport. I'm standing there waiting for my luggage, and I look over, and there he is with his ascot around his neck. And uh, I said, hello, Mr. McDonovich. And he goes, oh, hello. And I said, you know, I love your movies. You know, Last Picture Show was just phenomenal, one of my favorite movies of the year. He says, oh, thank you very much. And I said, I started the California Independent Film Festival several years ago. This is probably, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And I said, you know, we'd love to have you someday. And he looked at me and said, well, just reach out and ask me. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just a gentleman and phenomenal filmmaker. And his detail to his shots as a director was just it's incredible. So, yeah. So that's four people, Mel, uh, that have all impacted the entertainment industry in different venues. you got movies, television, movies, and acting, and then also uh, comedy. So it's... Uh, you know, it's a sad week. So, but definitely, it's only the start of the year. So, let's get it over with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hopefully, uh, we won't lose too many more amazing talents uh, in the coming months of 2022. Derek, thanks yeah. so much. Always a pleasure to chat with you, and I look Thank forward you. to next we'll Friday. Soon. Sounds good.